Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, welcome to Let's Drone Out, episode 367. Hello to all our wonderful listeners and lovely Patreon. Tonight, we are hosted by Cole. Hello. Our man in Canada and responsible for the fantastic artwork that you might see fronting the show (laughs) on YouTube. I think we can legally... Here in the UK with all his planes and little cars, Curry Kitten. Also known Hello. as everyone's favourite because he doesn't respond unless you say everyone's favourite. It's required. Everyone's favourite. Jack in the corner with us once again. Hello. And myself, the idiot with moustache. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Let's Drone Out. So, a brave new dawn for FPV under the edicts of Nay Prince, now King Charles. Hopefully a supporter of FPV and the wonders that it can bring to wildlife and rural pastoral scenes of England. Get rid of those cars and let people take it over with multi-rotors. You're waving some. I mean, our Prime Minister talks about drone dogs. Sorry. Our Prime Minister talks about drone dogs. Yeah, that that clip. Uh, That was Liz Truss, wasn't it? Saying about Mm -hmm. how uh, dogs have been used to scare drones away. Uh, and uses a deterrent. I think what she was getting at is they're like an early warning system for like prison staff, but it did sound very much like drones can be scared away by dogs. And uh, like, it sounded an awful lot like she didn't have a clue what she was talking about and she was just smiling at the camera. Well, that could be it as well. (laughs) It's entirely possible. Definitely an element there somewhere of just pure mouth breathing. I'm well, sure. in order for a drone to be afraid of a dog, a drone would need to be able to be afraid of something. <laughs> right? so, are you trying to suggest my drones are not sentient? Did you not <laughs> see that guy get fired from Google to, to suggesting his computer was sentient, even though it's got a specific subroutine to say, are you sentient, if answers <laughs> say no, which is an interesting <laughs> bit. It's like, well, it, it can't possibly be sentient because one of the sentient things is about abandoning your programming and doing your own thing. I've gone off topic already. I apologise. Carry on. That's fine. So I was looking looking at swimming in the waters of a of, of, of filthy, mucky, murky United States law with their remote ID filing of, we must track your quad, except it's not privacy invading, so we won't track you but we will track you in as much as we're going to identify your quad by a series of measures that we, you must comply with by September of next year, but which we have yet actually explained to anyone. But we will explain. In fact, we explained them before. You weren't here. It's legal. Get on board. 
you're with us or against us, all that stuff. Um, it's as clear as a dirty puddle, uh, but interesting in a kind of thought puzzle sort of way. It's a bit like reading a Kafka novel, The Remote ID Law. Um, very... They talk about it as in, like, we're going to enforce it, we're not going to enforce that bit, that bit's impossible to enforce. Mm. Uh, you know, and it's just like, so what is the point? Mind you, I kind of wondered what, what was the point of flow state. Did that actually, did that documentary actually do anything? Uh, remote well ID? Got enough coasters to last him for the rest of his life. That's what it's. That's what it's done. Yeah, like right. whenever that guy no. wants to put a cup down, he's sorted like forever now. No, I think he. I think like if he signs enough of them, I think there's enough people that want to learn something today that you know will gladly buy them. It wasn't a bad, bad movie, but I should caveat that with saying it wasn't a bad movie, except for the bit on remote ID, which was really low speed low paced low energy people standing around in tents making cardboard placards and it just it killed the momentum of the whole flow state thing unfortunately so remote id is a, it's it's an odd one it's about being safe and people having to know when you're flying someplace but it's not contrary to what most aviation people would assume about creating a beacon that would allow air users to see your quad. It's nothing to do with the regular air beacons that you might have in light aircraft, for example, or commercial airliners. Not Instead, understood. it's a system that's designed explicitly to not interfere with that, but to stand in its own right. And because it was seen early on as being a problem for privacy, it's also a system that doesn't communicate with any central server. So you have a beacon on your quad, but that beacon is not telling any authority where you are. That beacon is only telling people in your neighborhood that you're flying. So when you arm the quad, the beacon has to get a GPS lock and approve of wherever it is that you're flying and make sure it's not in some restricted area or something. And when it's, until it's got a GPS lock, it will inhibit arming. Mm. And if it loses GPS, it will uh, think think it might disarm. It needs to transmit the takeoff location and the current position and other telemetry as well. But it does so using Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. So if you go out into the middle of nowhere and you start flying and you're blasting your video on 5.8 gig at who knows, maybe a what, and you've also got a telemetry and maybe you're deciding to blast your telemetry back to yourself at 200 plus milliwatts, that Bluetooth and Wi-Fi is going to be going toe-to-toe with those two signal sources. And so far, it looks like it's just a standard Bluetooth chip. So it's a chip antenna with Bluetooth, which would be about 100 milliwatt tops going up against an ELRS antenna with 200 milliwatt, and it's going to be I think it's just going to be drowned out like it's just going to be blown out for the airwaves I don't know just for the just for the works. podcast listeners I was holding my hands about because I'm I'm giving you the approximate range of the bluetooth connection yeah it's about as far as you can kick it in sandals 
and socks potentially. Yeah, potentially for extra purchase. Yeah. What a weird uh, system. But didn't uh, DJI can do this? Are they saying because they they've they've basically said we can do that? We can do that now. Buy our stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, DJI have said they can do it. It remains to be seen what it's actually going to achieve, though. It's a checkbox, and it's a checkbox that you need in order to fly. But the goals of this checkbox seem to be orthogonal at best, like at 90 degrees to what the system is trying to actually achieve. It's very peculiar. Ah, You've misunderstood what the system's for, Stephen. The system is a checkbox. We've checked the box that said drones are now safe. Everyone carry on. We've fixed the problem, everybody. We've brought in legislation. Have no more worries. There will be no more deaths. There will be no babies being killed by drones, which happens five times at least a day currently. And uh, There was an interesting it. article from that Frank posted, I think, from Europe, saying that the accidents by drones have gone down in the period before the new drone laws were introduced. New drone laws didn't make any difference. But before they were introduced, there was a, a downturn in, in drone-related accidents. What are what are some of these drone-related accidents? We got data. Oh, the usual stuff, I guess. People into cars, into dangerous areas. Um, wasn't one of them the uh, the guys with the bathtub-sized drone and <laughs> launching oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mayon Hyde. That's just that's just Hyde from going marketing campaign. Yeah, she's in full no. influencer mode with Airspeeder right now. Oh Jesus! I uh, it wasn't bad soldering. It was bad failsafe and settings, I believe, wasn't it? Well, the soldering didn't look good. But didn't they have it on the wrong frequency? And they tape was involved. Like, safe sorted. Yeah, yeah. Like we, Tony had put. Has it anyone got any photos of the soldering so that Cole can feel better about there, his there was soldering? Some before, but yeah, it was <laughs> just imagine like one of those old nineteen eighties hi fi's that someone's kind of torn open and then thrown down a flight of stairs, and there's just like hand soldered cables everywhere, and it's all just a mess. In my defense, Jack, I, I do get some good solders every now and again. <laughs> I know you do, but you were, you were worried about your soldering, and I'm like, you don't need to worry about your soldering. No, no, I, I've, I've perused some of these FPV groups, and I, I have determined that my soldering is actually, like, you know, <laughs> not terrible. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't see the strands of wire, so I think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the incomplete solder joints. Yeah. So what one thing we're going to end up with is like everyone has this little black box on their lipo strap on the top of their quad, and that will end up being the remote ID doodad. And you're just going to have to carry one if you're in the US, I guess. Is Canada free of that, Cole? I have not heard anything of any updates about remote ID in Canada. Uh, The thing is, I mean... You just can't fly anywhere in Canada, basically, because everywhere's no, near an airport. That's not true. That's not true. Um, but uh, this is the, okay. This is my take on it because I do have like a you know basic certifications in UK, America, and Canada. To get the one in Canada, it is way harder. Like it's not just like if if Nancy is thirty meters from a grow out of people, can she take off? 
Yes or no? Like it's it's actually a lot harder to complete these uh, you know the the RPAS exam here in Canada. There's a basic and the advanced, and even the basic one, like it's uh, I want to say it's like at least fifty times harder. It requires a lot more uh, research, studying. Uh, you know, just there's there's a lot of material that you have to cover in order to even know what the heck the test questions are even about, and it has everything to do with with weather, no TAMs, um, you know, like like actual aviation, like, I'll, I'll, like it's mostly all aviation sort of curriculum, whereas, you know, the U.S. trust ones and the, I mean, I don't know about part 107, I'm sure that was a little more uh, in depth, but, you know, maybe Canada's like, okay, the barrier of entry is harder because the, the you know, the exams are harder or whatever, and I'm speculating here, but I don't know. It's uh, I, I hope they don't implement remote ID, but I'm thinking it's like okay, you gotta be like somewhat knowledgeable on the topic to get the license. So maybe we don't need to track everything. I don't know. I have no idea. There's a bad habit of countries copying other countries. The other thing you say it's just something you could put on your battery strap, but it sounds like it has to get a GPS lock and it interrupts you arming your quad. So it seems like it has to be a little bit more integrated than just suddenly this thing if you're not allowed to fly uh, unless you have it it was ridiculous though that you can fly ultralights and microlights in the u.s without any such stuff you don't have to have a beacon i don't know you have to have big letters experimental i know that do that well yeah sub 250 here is basically you don't need a license you don't need a uh you know you don't have to do a test. You don't have to have a license. You don't have to register anything. But you can't be an idiot. So it's I don't know. It's... Oh, no, I'm, I, and I'm talking about like manned flying. They definitely allow oh, oh, microlights. Yeah. You can you can fly those without uh, pretty much. I think like ultralights and stuff. You don't have to have like pilot license. You don't have to have beacons on board or stuff like that. You just like oh I'm off flying. Bye. Huh. <laughs> see Peter Shreeple's channel for. Uh, Examples of just like building stuff and flying it. There's there's certain laws skin in the game though, Curry. Skin in the game. Yeah, it's a well-known fact. Like most aircraft pilots, like Harrison Ford and others, are much more careful about their aircraft because they're actually piloting it themselves. Therefore, they don't crash or in any way risk other people's lives. Fair enough, and that's why they don't need any legislation. Skin in the game, man. It's the law. Yeah. You're 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 all right to be a bell end as long as you put your life in jeopardy at, at, at the same reason as everyone else. Jack, what are you doing? We're not holding your attention. What are you up to there with your soldering iron? Oh, I'm just trying to clear some space because my desk is horrendous and I can't read the chat because I've you're, propped you're my keyboard up. You're trying to unsolder like your way out of a mess. I, I was slightly confused there because there was definitely yeah. smoke coming out of it earlier. Oh, that I was. Think- me removing the uh, burnt plastic on the end of it because it had melted into this plastic bag. Oh, nice! So, so I was just cleaning that off. Because, off the tip. Yeah, because no doubt the next time I use it will probably be somewhere, uh, or I'm desperately trying to fix something, and all I can smell is burnt plastic, and that sort of like makes you a bit worried but yeah, yeah. It, my desk is there anything 
that's got my address on it. Yeah, but my desk literally looks like that. I have no free space. The, the trick is to light it all with this distracting blue lighting so people can't see the huge pile of shit, or at least not until they really try and focus on it. It looks more techno l- less pile of shit, you know, rather than just... That kind of techno? No, like, you know, technological, <laughs> you know. When Cole described the Canadian FPV test, instantly reminded me of the XKCD article of, uh, like, the, the Raptor exam. Velociraptor spots you at 40 metres away and attacks, accelerating at 4 metres per second per second, up to its top speed of 25 metres per second. When it spots you, you begin to flee, quickly reaching your top speed of 6 metres per second. How far can you get before you're caught and devoured? <laughs> nice. You're at... A question two with an equilateral triangle where one raptor has a wounded leg and is limited to 10 meters per second top speed. At what angle should you run to maximize the time you stay alive? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That seems like a Tomb Raider math exam. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. Gary, I hear that you've... Oh, no, Jack, Jack, I, uh, I, I was wrong. I lied. I was misinformation. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. This this is me saying I I've collected Avanta crashes, and Carl thought I'd bought one and crashed it, which yeah. neither to true. What what I was doing um, is I'm always interested when a new DJI quad comes out because there always seems to be multiple multiple people who have much more money than common sense, and they do things like it's my first flight, I should try and go as far as I can. And try and ignore the whole battery thing, something example like that. So I started looking around for like specific crashes to see what would happen. Because I think the problem is with this sort of drone is they sort of advertise it showing, you know, doing wishy FPV bits. So people are going straight to this from nothing or they've flown something like a Mavic and they're like, yeah, I know how to fly it. And then they just start whooshing their hands around. Fly it around a multi-story the, uh, car park and take it home yeah, in a carrier sort of bag thing. in 15 different bits. And, <laughs> yeah, you can, in most cases, and I've, I've seen an awful lot of crashes, and a lot of the times it's just like people hitting bushes, people hitting a floor, because, you know, they're, they're, they've gone beyond their skill level. And instead of going nice and slow and slowly ramping up about what they do, they just go for it. But I did find a, a couple of people that, that did entertain me that I wanted to to share with you guys. And oh, I'm have, have to... you got a highlight reel of? Because <laughs> this reminds me. I'm afraid I haven't oh. produced an entire highlight reel, but this this, this, this... reminds me of the the Christmases um, where you'd follow Twitter and hear that, that you know they'd given kids Phantom Fours for their or Phantom Threes for the Christmas present. And you could just sit there and view all the, you know, lost drone things on Christmas and Christmas Eve. Yeah. Carry on. So what we got here, this guy is in uh, Las Vegas. If you've ever hiked around Las Vegas, you'll know it's about a million degrees. (coughs) But Mm -hmm. what was interesting about this, it seems an experienced guy. But if you have a look at the bottom about his, his battery, yeah, he's got quite a lot of subscribers. He's talking about where he lost it. He finds it eventually, but if we just gets to the the DVR bit, and there's not much of it. But look, look at this bit here: battery level low, throttle output re, and that's going to be restricted. 
because then he talks about I got a little low and I tried this punching up to get 40%. out. Forty four percent. That's not really like. Why is it restricting low? battery but, at forty percent? But he couldn't. He couldn't pull out of it, and so he he crashed, and it took him a long, long time to find that. But unfortunately, sadly, he did find it, which I, I found. Well, let's rewind and like discuss like why your throttle would be restricted when you're at forty three percent battery, and why that's a good idea. Oh, now I have to. Um... I guess so. I guess he uh, the battery got ejected, and that's uh, like, the battery ejected, so he couldn't actually you know do like the any kind of beeping or whatever to try to track it down. But yeah, I guess he like hiked for like a good amount of time and ended up finding it, which is interesting. So this this is quite a typical DJI thing that if your battery does become low. It, it restricts you. So you can go full, you'd have to go like multiple throttle to get a slow lift off because it's that stick's not really a throttle in a lot of cases. It's the up and no. down stick. But yeah. yeah, it is interesting. As you say, it says 43. He's only been going three minutes 18. I've seen a lot of things where it crashes and it says battery error, uh, reinsert your battery. Perhaps that's the sort of thing. But yeah, because what, what literally happened is he, he tried to punch out there and it's just like, okay, we're working on it, we'll crash. And then he... he but there's, my, my argument it. is there's no such thing. You're thinking that the throttle of the the gun makes you go up and down. It doesn't. You have to point the stick upwards. I'm pretty sure he was using... He the, was flying... Because yeah, we can see no pointer on the screen, I think he was flying with a proper controller. Yeah, okay. yeah. But then the other thing, too, was... so. Was it that, like, did he lose signal or did he fail safe? Is that what it was as well? Or no. the, the video, if you look at it, the video goes a little bit glitchy. Uh, Caroline's got it right. Yeah, it's Billy, Billy Kyle. Billy Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you look here, there's, I don't know if it's smooth to you, but it's sort of glitching here and it's like breaking up. And that's when he tries to get out of it. Doesn't uh, happen. Yeah. And he's off, so he's off hiking in the desert. Like, yeah, desert. Uh, crevice sort of landscape so that must have been an absolute nightmare to find yeah yep. but so he got it back power to weight this... ratio yeah I mean it is it is a whoop at the end of the day that's that's probably you can't it's not like a five inch you know you can you can dive 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 and when you're about one inch from the floor you just like flick the throttle and whoop, back up again yep. but this next one is much more amusing because it did not survive and I always think, well, that's fun. Caroline well, posted a video where the guy just failed in the most ignoble way possible. They were zooming around a field and they stopped and just like flipped upside down. And Post the link. On the grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Links in the chat so, there. Uh, he's in M manual acro. Oh, last 20 seconds of massive crash. Yeah. I kept looking for ones of massive crash and I was disappointed because they just crash in a field and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, it was a really lame crash, but the, the crash is just one that you wouldn't do on a quad. It looked like a yaw washout and the person just overreacted and dunked it. Yeah. Well, yaw washout lot. is a problem with these quads because they don't have yeah. enough power, right? All, all whoops suffer from that because of their design. But I also noticed that when these things crash, there's this 
tendency for the DJI controller to sort of try to throttle up to get out of it and the IMU's all out of whack and so it all goes a bit crazy trying to get there and people then freak <laughs> out and like what's my drone doing this this is particularly amusing this is um, over sort of a harbour this guy's flying around and it, it looks quite reasonable he's doing a pretty good job unfortunately the seagull got in the way and he mm. goes down oh. in the salt water and in that is mind. that is bye game bye game over game over that's that's giving me some uh, some flashbacks to uh to a couple of weeks ago what did you hit so you <laughs> i didn't i didn't hit anything a seal uh yeah it's uh what's the term kamikaze didn't i i think i showed it a couple weeks ago yeah on the bonus ah yeah ah kamikaze it was it, you're saying it was down to uh down to the seagull yeah. yeah with these products dji is slowly kind of crossing the rubicon where they're no longer pushing a camera around the sky and the sort of flight performance that the dji quads achieve is not enough for the type of flying they're promising their customers at this point well they're they're sort of oh yes look at us fpv look what we can do but then it's not yeah like you're right it's not it's not on the same caliber as what we're expecting or, or people that are actually in the hobby are expecting. People that aren't in the hobby, they're like, oh, a drone, it flies, woohoo. It's got the, the visuals, it's got the range, and it's got the speed, but that just lets you get yourself into a situation that the flight controller yeah. and the powertrain can't get you out of. Yeah. yeah. This, this video is particularly annoying from the fact that this guy's really difficult to listen to. This is literally the, the guy you'd least like to stuck in an elevator with called Philly <laughs> Drone Life apologies to anybody that thinks he's amazing but you only have to look at where he's flying and look at his overcorrections Whoa. it's like what oh, are you doing word. down this street that, and what that guy needs can't fly. to be on a simulator is, is, that, that, wait, is, is that with the Avada? this is with the Avada and then he he's said he's making it look really said, difficult and for our audio <laughs> listeners he's flying down a street that's like 20 feet wide and he's jerking and he's around rolling. like he's trying to hit some kind of <laughs> racing gate and then he claimed he was doing a power loop, oh, which is a weird thing. Oh, my and then God. I mean, he's got halfway there, to be fair. <laughs> that was, uh, God. <laughs> At least he didn't hear any of the cars that he was... Yeah, like, yeah really. Brushing I kind of want to hear his voice now that you said that you wouldn't want to be in a condo with him in an elevator. I'm curious now what his voice... I'll send oh. you a link later. You can, you can listen to him in your own time. But Apparently, this is the guy more. that... Um, must have flown a video and then bragged about it in the past with his who's trying to fight against a hundred and eighty two thousand dollar fine for doing That's stupid amazing. flying. So he's bought That's a Nevada and is continuing to fly down residential streets badly. Uh, if you're gonna fly and boast about it on YouTube and get massive fines, at least learn to fly. I mean come didn't on. Didn't he have a didn't Dude, he was like rolling like going down the street? It's just all over the place. It's, it must that, be drunk. That is literally like not only are you flying down a street, it's not like you can even you have, have the skill to stay in a straight line. You're like, whoa, whoa, I'm back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And and, and like Richard Warwick says, <laughs> yeah, I, I could empathize if he was trying to fly like a tiny whoop through chair legs at speed. Yeah, yeah. sure. But, but he's bit, in a street. Yeah. <laughs> people writing checks their sort of their skills can't can't cash the last one is i think my favorite because 
this guy is flying. Let me just uh, pop up the uh, the thing. We we might want to rewatch this bit because I watched it lots of times and it never it never gets tired. This guy, um, again, it's kind of one of these like oh, I've got the skills. Look at me, nice scenery. Thirty-seven percent battery. Um, and he's clearly how much flying would I have to you... pay you to drink that water? <laughs> you see, oh, he's wow. got the little thingy there, so he's flying with the motion controller. And you guys have all flown over water. You know how how difficult it is to judge your height because the water when it's calm. looks the same up and down. But if you look yeah. very carefully, to be fair, the the quad goes exactly where he points it. If you look where it's pointing, he's like through the bridge, yeah. turning it's around. It's just looking good so far. And yeah. then he's like, yeah. I'm going to point it at oh, the water for some oh, reason. Oh, and then oh, it goes into the water. Too low. That one just doesn't come back. But yeah, I'm trying. I'm looking at this. I'm like, did he just get distracted and just drop his hand down or something? Because it seemed like a pretty obvious thing. I think what happened there is he lost the um, surface detail of the water. And when you look at water, you have to kind of gauge the distance from the water by the amount of detail you make out. And he turns around, and the reflections change slightly, and he kind of just loses. His 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 height estimation. Well, the, what it is difficult for a height like that. You've got to be careful. He was shot right here. To be fair, though, he's got it written on the screen. Right, <laughs> there are only so many yeah. excuses. It does on the left side of the screen. Tell him his height. <laughs> yeah, but the other thing oh, too yeah, is like right now he what, is what? pointing kind of at the water still. What is the height when he when it's he on the horizon it? line? Maybe, there, it's maybe on the horizon he's looking line there. goes down below the horizon line, four meters, yeah. two meters. No, look. He's 0.7 meters. He should be. He should be okay there. I think he's. But, but he's is that based on where he took DJI. off from, though? Is that where he took? Is that based on where? That's the clearly point yeah. Was? Well, that's relative to the takeoff point, and he he wasn't standing in the lake or whatever when he took off. So. Oh God, that's. He's saying he was standing underneath the lake. I mean, he's going <laughs> wrong at this Doesn't point. Doesn't it have like, by the... aiming straight down below the horizon? That was not. Doesn't good. it have the bottom sensors to stop you doing that? Water though is uh, a little tough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's got twenty nine satellites though. That's a good thing. I wonder <laughs> how many he's got underwater. I like the fact that this <laughs> this symbol here, if you can look at my mouse, looks a bit like a, a scuba mask. Maybe that's why he got confused. I think it's the the goggle uh, indicator. But yeah, it does look like he maybe just thought it wants to go snorkeling. I'll oblige. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That was my hey, fun oh. DJI Avata crashes, which are much more fun than just crashing in a field. Hmm. But yeah, we'll have to I have to look out for some some more because they 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 do amuse me only because people seem to have more money than sense. It's that old chestnut, and it's it's really way, funny yeah. to watch them lose their toys. But I'm sure they'll just go and buy another one. A lot yeah. of these people seem to have DJI refresh. They think it's a license to act like idiots and like oh it went wrong. Give me a new one. That's a power loop in the middle of a street when I can't control a quad. Sure. Yeah. I, think, uh, I did like that little... Um, I'm going wrong. That... Let's do it more. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did like this little... Um, not sequence. What's the word? Uh, this little subsection of LDO where we get to have a little crash compilation. That was fun. That was uh, yeah. That was cool. 
I don't think anything beats Jack's special Let's Reverse Into a Hill Crash. That was my favourite. <laughs> Wait, where's the footage? Was that way back when, when you were um, learning to freestyle, Jack? No, that was the fail-safe. <laughs> now, you say it's a fail-safe, but others, others have said that, that maybe Control Link was, in fact, intact at the time. No, because the quad beat. We need DVR. We need DVR and we need footage. We need proof. I did. I to did. be fair, hills are, hills are quite easy to, you know, miss. Yeah, I, you know what, actually, I when I, first time I was in the UK, I was in this massive hill, or whatever, I don't know what you want to call it. There's this big valley, and I was flying my DJI Mavic Pro. This is before I ever actually flew FPV, and I was like, I can fly DJI. I'm in full control. I know how to fly drones. I'm good. And then I uh, magically backed up into a rose bush, and I think there was some kind of like prickly bush, and yeah, I had to reach my hand in and mm. get thorns out of my hand after, and yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting time. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. I should have now let you have a go at the whoop. Because you, oh yeah, you're right. Actually, fly it now. Yeah, I've never right. actually flown a tiny one before. I know. Huh. And the first time I tried to, all I could do was flop on the ground with it. Yeah, and then you were like, "What's wrong with this thing?" And I'm like, "This thing's out of control, man." <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with it is you. <laughs> oh man, I've learned so much over the last year of flying. Yeah. If uh, do you, you know, like when you do go back to DJI, mind you, you probably you're probably like you don't notice it because you're always, you know, you're always flying it. But do you now feel like do you forget yourself and do you feel it kind of fighting you to fly? You know, you're trying to fly it and it doesn't quite well, exactly do what you want it to. Well, I I will say this so. Pre-FPV, I was a thumber for DJI. Yeah. I started flying FPV, and I'm a pincher, or like a hybrid pincher-thumber kind of guy. Mm. Now when I fly DJI, I pinch now because I just feel weird just using my thumbs. And as far as the whole, like, fighting me and whatnot, yeah, it... It, it it's not a very uh, user friendly. Well, okay, sorry, that's a lie. It's extremely user friendly because anyone can do it. But uh, I don't know. Now, now that I've flown acro, now that I've flown manual, there's only certain moves that I do with a DJI drone. Now I let it go straight up. I let it go straight down. I let it go forward. I let it go backwards. I might pan and I might tilt the camera, but I don't actually try to like fly it and cruise it around like a like an FPV drone or like an actual quad because you just can't do it. And if you try to, you're going to probably crash it because it's not very, it's not as responsive. It's not, I don't know. It's just, it's a DJI drone. It's not a, you know, full manual. So you, you can't add lib a course. You've got to have it planned out. I mean, you can, you can kind of cruise and if you have an open enough area. Um, but it's not something that you would really, well, that I personally would like, 
send out far and low and try to like maneuver through obstacles. I think the difference for me is it's not it's not hard to go between the two because they're so different in many ways. Yeah. But when you're flying like a DJI whatever, you're not just going out and say, I'm just going to have a fly. That's not the quad you take for that. You're doing it no. like I want to get a picture of this or an area view of that. And apart from the up, down, left, right, the other thing you might do is like the the sort of circle round thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that that is literally about it. Or if you've got a battery left, then you might just go round and round the field <laughs> until it comes yeah, down yeah. to like 30%. But you never get sort of confused that um, you're, you know, you're flying something else. Do you ever fly yours with, um, I, I've just got a Mavic Mini, uh, FPV mode? Uh, I have tried it. Yeah, I, I've, well, I've tried sport mode. Basically, shortly after I got into FPV flying, like with Acro, <clears throat> I was like, okay. Oh, sorry, actually, I lied. I had only flown in the sim first, and I was like, whoa, I love flying FPV, so I'm going to try sport mode on my Mavic, and I'm going to go fast now, like an FPV drone. Um, that was interesting, but I have tried the FPV mode. It's 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 like, it, the, the gimbal doesn't really, like, work properly. Uh, and even in sport mode and FPV How do they mode, integrate just, the gimbal with FPV? Do you have a separate so half FPV the gimbal mode. or something? Is, is specifically it doesn't uh, correct the gimbal on the roll. So it's a little bit like you're flying a really stable wing. As you go yeah. and turn, the camera turns with you. So if you want to give the effect that you are actually flying in something other than just a stable drone, you can get this sort of effect that you're sort of turning and look, look I'm flying like a bird, sort of whatever, mm. just, yeah. just as a bit of a difference. I've, I've had it on one of my auxiliary buttons just just for fun and i occasionally look and say what's this do i say occasionally yeah. i don't fly very often but that's yeah. Right. yeah it's not bad i mean it's it's kind of like a you know it's just another perspective or another way of making a shot look different and um i, I know you referred to the uh the sort of like what do they call it is the helix or the the circular or the like you know the, the, the spiral object? Yeah, this part. I mean, the only times I ever really do that is with a quick shot motor. Then I'm not even flying it, right? Like, if I want to actually, if I want to get like a perfect orbit around, yeah. Thank you, Jack. If I want to get a perfect orbit, I'm not going to try to manually do it. I'm going to go to the object that I want to orbit. I'm going to fly back in the radius that I want. I'm going to press a button, and I'm going to press record, and then I don't have to do anything. And it's like easy, you know, just simple and yeah. I forget about those modes. I already fly it myself. The, the, the only time I, I use one of those modes is if I want to do a follow me shot for whatever yeah. reason, yeah. which uh, well, I haven't done for a long time either. The last time was I built the dodgy skateboard and I had it follow me and it, it managed to avoid a tree somehow, which I was oh. quite impressed with. It sort of got there and it's like, it kind of, the tree was here and it's coming here, it's following me and it's like, it's like it was sort of trying to build up the courage and it just went for it and got through the gap. Sometimes. What, what I was thinking about when Cole talked about FPV mode was, wouldn't it be nice if there was a hat that did the camera like you used to have on kind of flight sticks and stuff? How do you mean? So you, you, you're flying with, with two sticks. You're not using the other, maybe you're pinching, but you've got some other finger. You could have a hat like on the back of a controller. So say you've got some little controller like this, you could have a hat on the back. So you're flying with this and you could like ha- 
move the camera around. Or you could have your sliders for the pan and tilt of the camera as roller sliders, but you could like literally be controlling the camera as well as the pitch roll, yaw, and throttle. You could just have an extra two axis. And, oh, and well, do you've that. got the extra one axis to control the camera on, on most. You can, you can control the tilt. And, and also, there you is a. Control the tilt, uh, you know, actually move the camera around. You could do like tank steering effectively, where yeah. you fly around something and you stick the camera out sideways and move the camera around as you want instead of just up and down. I mean, I think they do kind of have that option for like dual operator mode for some of their quads. Um, where like some, well, I could be lying. Pro has like full on two yeah, radios. I'm talking about yeah, one radio stuff. Yeah, well, there is also. Now that you say that, there is like a in the in the DJI settings, there is something that's called like you can you can adjust the follow or something of the camera where it'll do as you want it to, or it will kind of fall instead of following like instead of just staying on the three axis gimbal. And and whatever it'll actually kind of follow the movement of the quad instead. Um, I, I haven't played around with it though, and it's been a long time since I looked at that. I had a similar yeah. frustrating moment this week after playing a lot of that trip sim, which is an Unreal Engine based sim that looks quite flashy, similar to Uncrashed, and you can chase motorbikes and eagles and odd bits and pieces and skydivers and things. Um, I then picked up. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons on on a sale and I started playing that and I got really annoyed because I was using a gamepad I've got this like 8-bit dough Xbox thingy for the PC only it's got like it's got rubbish thumbsticks right and they're just not very precise so I mm. I knew I've created an adapter for Express LRS with a mic USB-C on it so I just grabbed my radio and tried to use that and was I had the precision but then the menus insisted that one of my switches was actually an axis so the menu Mm. just turned into this like epileptic fit where it was trying to spin through fields 50 times a second and just flashing constantly at me until I unplugged did you mean like like this? yeah like that it's a Yeah, PlayStation 2 control stick on the back of a transmitter. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Maybe, but... And then, yeah, and then that would allow you to control the pan and tilt. I just thought you guys kind of needed a a visual... That's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. So, because you can slide the camera side to side, but with something like that, you could just be like, Boink, and just point the camera at an object as you're flying past, and you could do like a proper 2D tracking of the object while you're FPVing around it. You need oh, a new but, drone for that. Most of the current okay. ones don't allow you to change the the pan. Oh, yeah, right. I feel like it's really hard to like. It would be really hard to like, you know, you're already kind of doing a lot as far as flying in the direction. I feel like adding another finger to try to do something else might. Oh, well, you could rub it on your bit, leg. But... <laughs> you can <laughs> uh, you laugh but you know like we had Ben yes, Heck on and one one hand um, <clears throat> controller mods have a have the other joystick analog input at the bottom and you use press it against your leg and that's oh, right. yeah hmm. yeah that's so I 
You are all, very all good. I'm remembering is the, the bottom sketch when Richie plays cricket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you looked longingly as you polished the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, uh, something else that we sort of didn't touch on yet, but uh, did you guys see uh, the sort of speculation of the leaks about the GoPro Hero 11 Mini? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing yes. what people Mostly can from do you. rendering things these days. Yeah. Have we, got, have we got a picture in case anybody hasn't seen it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Obligatory product I mean, render uh, if you haven't seen it already. Just search Twitter GoPro 11 Mini. Let's see... It is unsurprisingly a smaller version of a GoPro. Oh my God, <laughs> would you believe it? It's as though so someone the, took the image and then selectively shrunk it along the uh, along the Z axis. It's incredible. How did they do it? No idea. Supposedly, this guy right here, though, yeah, supposedly this guy that with the whatever with the watermark on there. Or somebody that leaked it is somewhat reputable. I don't know. Like that's what I've read. I mean, somewhere. it might very well happen, but it's it's not a real product. It is a render. Let's be clear. So yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. They may be going to release it, but that is not a real thing in the flesh. That is a product render. I wonder if yeah. what happens is GoPro releases this and then gauges the reaction from people to see if they're excited and then say, "Oh, we should build it." Yeah. People are excited about it. I mean, to be honest, like I was reading about it, people were saying that, you know, again, this isn't like a true. I don't know how true it is, but people were saying that it was somewhere around like the hundred and ten to hundred and twenty gram weight. Which, if that's true, that's like a that's kind of too heavy compared to a session. But it is. Uh, how much does a GoPro nine or ten weigh? That's just what I was checking. Uh, I think yeah, it about is four metric tons. One point two two pound. What the f is a pound? Oh my god! <laughs> One of those things the Americans use to measure. One hundred and fifty-three grams. Okay, so so this. Oh, so it's right here. So yeah. So what Battery I was sort of, thirty-three grams of that. So yeah, what what I was saying is like, okay, so if a full-size GoPro is you know that weight, this is one hundred ten to one hundred and twenty, which isn't. I mean. I guess that is a that is a reasonable amount less, but it's still not a session. Um, but if it packs the punch of a GoPro 10 or better, since it's the 11, and it's a little heavier, I mean, it seems like it could be a pretty awesome option. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I like the idea. I mean, I think the 10 is far too heavy, really, to yeah. go on a regular quad. Um, it's kind of like the after the seven everything started getting heavier and heavier and you're like this is a bit silly Where, where's this going so it needs right. it and i think the bones is a overpriced b not available for us in the uk anyway okay. uh, and something that looks like it would take a hit like a regular gopro and isn't as heavy can only be a good thing i'm frustrated by the pay more for less that we've seen with the bones and, yeah. and also the fact that the cost of modern GoPros is up there with the cost of devices that include a camera and do a lot more than a, just a camera. The price model yeah. seems to have just gotten out of control. There's, they've got yeah, no competition but, and it's too expensive. Yeah, so you're, you're not necessarily the fully bones. paying for the camera. You're paying for the brand name too, right? So, but, sorry, sorry. Think of the Bones as the, uh, the GoPro racing edition where they've taken the car and they've stripped it out They've made it lighter and they charge you an extra 50 grand. It's kind of like that. 
Aston Martin do it. Porsche do it all the time. Expensive versions of... Uh, You're paying to get a 5,000-unit limited run of something that's normally done in 200,000-unit runs. Audio Gex says there's been serious rumors of a small GoPro for a while now. Yeah, there's been there's been rumors about that since literally the session five, which has been what like five years or something like that. It's been a recurring news item. You could almost set your watch by it. Like every time there's a new GoPro version, someone says, "Are they going to make a new version of the session?" And the answer so far has been no. And every time there's been a new product launch, someone's mocked up something that looks like the session but with slightly updated corporate styling and everyone's gotten really excited and pissed themselves over it so color me skeptical if this does happen fine but it's happened every single time they've released the gopro 7 8 9 and 10 so and everyone's like oh the session's coming the session's coming and then what was it run cam did the the five orange um foxier did the foxier Mm. box now DJI's got the Action 2 and apparently the Action 3 coming. Um, yeah, I mean, I talk about like how much camera 150 quid will get you. That's more interesting to me. That yeah. Runcam Thumb Pro is about 100 quid. How much camera would 150 quid get you? Would it be something that would get you close enough to a GoPro that you wouldn't complain? And then you wouldn't cry bitter, bitter tears when you smashed it? Well, I, I see, I, I got the Runcam 5 Orange like, and I... I was kind of like I had I bought the session. I was like, oh, I love this session. I do not want to destroy it because it's a magical unicorn. So then I bought the Runcam Five Orange, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Albeit the uh, the, the Super View isn't quite as super as the GoPro, um, but it's also not as durable. Uh, one hit and it's done. And uh, but I still love the GoPro. Like the, the session is still. I don't know. Are you thinking about the orange there, or yeah, the Runcam Five Orange? Yeah, yeah, like it, it's great. It works. It's good, but it's still not as good as a GoPro. Mm. I mean, you know, it's that's a couple think... of years old though. Now, maybe four years, in fact. But the Runcam Five Orange. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's up there. But so, you know what? One thing that I did, um, one thing that I did find about the Runcam Five Orange was that. I don't know. I, I, I seem to like the way that it exposed the image better than the session, but again, that's all subjective. And It's nice. I think the main gripe people have with the Orange is that people tried to, you know, backport all this gyro flow stuff into it, and for whatever oh, yeah. reason, it couldn't hack gyro flow data. It would just give you bad gyro data. Well, not to mention that that system was completely flawed. Like when I got the, when I first got the Runcam 5 Orange, uh, 4K 30 non-superview just didn't work. It, it just made a corrupt file. And the, it, basically they had codecs on it that just didn't actually work. So I brought it to their attention with a bunch of emails back and forth. And then and I had a lot of complaints because I wanted to try it not just in the superview for other purposes, not just drone related. And uh, eventually actually a new firmware did come out and it fixed it, which was nice. And that's around the time when Gyroflow was introduced uh, to the Runcam 5 Orange. I think it was about maybe six months mm-hmm. or more ago. For pilots like you that are flying analog, it'd be neat to see something like the Runcam Hybrid that could do Gyroflow as well. Like just put it into your actual FPV camera. Yeah. 
Although I, for me, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say I'm like anti gyro flow. I'm just like, I don't necessarily need stabilization. And it's like, it's like you get your quad flying well, you know, maybe a little stabilization would be nice, but I don't know. I just don't want the hassle of having to do too Should much. Have you ever mess around with Cadex Tarsier or the Runcam hybrid? No, no. Those were like a 19 uh, mount. Sorry. I've got some Tarsiers. They, they, they work quite nice. One of the problems with uh, the, the, the early versions of like, let's do a, an HD camera and FPV camera all in one is they did it with one lens. Mm-hmm. And the FPV camera all, always suffered. So the Tarsier had pretty good FPV camera and the recording's quite nice on it as well. I haven't actually used the Runcam one, I don't think, but I've got about three or four Tarsiers kicking around. Right. That's why I was calling out the Tarsier and the hybrid because those were kind of the culmination where after a series of like aborted launches of trying to do everything with a single lens FPV and HD recording, both Runcam and Cadex produced a system that had an FPV camera with a separate lens for the HD camera and they put them both in a 19mm mount. They kind of admitted that you couldn't do both in a single camera. So... um so we we all agree that the Rutten the uh, GoPro Hero Eleven Mini. Let's face it, GoPro would not give the steam of their piss to us. They're not going to do it. Not for less well, than five hundred It's like they're selling so many GoPros tens, and the people, the majority of people that are using them are the people that are out just doing general filming. So they want the camera on the front. They want to strap it to helmets or whatever. GoPro give them to us, and we just smash them up and ask for new ones all the time. It's not in their interest to, like, oh, we've got to help these drone pilots out. They keep smashing our cameras. The Fashion 5 was so popular with FPV pilots is because it was good value, and it was good value because it was, like, one of the main... Um, GoPro cameras. It wasn't a weird camera that they stripped down for FPV enthusiasts. It was like one of their main cameras. And if they create a one-off for FPV enthusiasts because their main camera line's too heavy and too big, then it's going to be really expensive because they're not going to be doing the volume. Yeah, I mean, I, guess- I can only suggest that the the sessions weren't successful in the mainstream as mm-hmm. much as the the proper cameras were because people wanted to see what they were looking at most of the time when mm. they're trying to line their shots up. Well, all yeah. they to the point where they couldn't really do a lot with the optics to make it look better. So what they had to do was then stick features on the side to justify a new revision. You see that a lot with products where the main focus of the product has basically been perfected. And so what they do is then they put features that you don't really want on the side of the product and, and sell it as a new version often with some must-have feature software locked into the product, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Mighty Car Mods guys use sessions on their on their helmet for helmet cams. Yeah, so I, I would a... say... Well, what I was going to say about the, uh, the bone... Like, I would feel like the bones was like the, the FPV... You know, like, okay, FPV guys, you get the bones. I still feel like there's a lot of use cases for like a more small, compact, durable, no-screen action cam that looks amazing and shoots amazing, you know, stable footage where, you know, like Jack said, like on a, on a, a skydiver's helmet or a, or a, or a car, uh, you know, race car driver's helmet, stuff like that, where you might not necessarily want to have a huge camera. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, 
I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm like, fingers crossed. Like, come on, guys. Wait, in the space in the cockpit. Let's face it. If you're in a car, you haven't got that that bit of space. You've only got really the side, side. of your head. And if yeah. the camera's really big, it's just going to cantilever, and you're going to have a stiff mm-hmm. neck. It's yeah. like back in the day with a 90s phone. <laughs> you know, Dutch tilt. Is that racist? I don't know. If it is, I'm no. sorry. But uh, I hope I can find it. It would be great if GoPro asked themselves, how small can we make this? And then just sell everyone the smallest possible camera. It feels Speaking like of 90s. They kind of push features. Is that, is that the kind of fun you're talking about, Jack? Oh my god! Yeah. How much of a hipster? How you went out and bought that? Because there's no way you owned that in your lifetime. No. So actually, I got this uh, off of basically like a. Well, Can you read the model I, I, number. Yes, I will. But I will explain something first. So I actually got it as a prop for a music video that I was shooting for an artist, and it was like I think I got it for like three bucks off of a guy on you know, like a local buy and sell thing. Uh, it actually still works if I plug it in. Uh, model number. Let's see. Do I know how to do this? Wait, no, oh, wrong way. Okay, uh, hold on. Yeah, but yeah, these are these are massive. I can't. Okay, there we go. Battery's coming off now. Uh, and battery is not that swollen, surprisingly. Okay, so Motorola. I think my 5110's in the loft. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that tells you what it is. Got a number. Ha now we know your serial number. We can steal this old phone. Ha ha. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it been the first phone I had, and the SIM card was credit card size. You had to shut the whole thing in. Yeah, I don't even know where the SIM card... I don't even know if it has a slot for a SIM card. I'd look for yeah. a full-size slot at the bottom. I, I literally think... Yeah, you're right. Norquad. Sure, we got the bones for FPV but we can't bash with it. It's way too fragile. I literally think that they've kind of looked at us as a complete hindrance and like some sort of cost sinkhole. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, well, if, you, if you've got... features out of their own official apps. You can't configure it properly with the app now. You need to use the screen. Whereas what people would actually want is, oh, what's the best touchscreen device that I've got to configure my camera? It's not the camera it's the phone so let me just pick up my phone and use that gopro are intent on going pushing people away from the easiest route yeah i was actually a little bit upset for a while because with the session they took away the ability to change protein settings within the app and which they used to have that setting before you could actually change you know your white balance here well you know whatever parameters and apparently in recent updates of the app they brought it back so that was a good thing but I just used the QR code with the labs firmware now so but they could make a camera that just has a battery and no screen and it's got great optics and it's got great yeah. stabilization and it's rugged it's got a nice metal chassis but they're not doing it are they for whatever reason they should they hate us they, yeah. you know, they hate us, and they wouldn't give us the steam off their piss. But we love oh, them. Yeah. Maybe we need to show them more love, and then they'll be like, "Oh yes, FPD boys will or, and girls." Uh, let's uh, boiling let's piss aside. I think that they're clearly 
the marketing team wants to boast of new products and a new product like the Runcam Thumb Pro, while it's exactly what we need, is not a very boasty product. It's not very exciting. Like it's a camera. It takes really good recordings. It stabilizes your video. This is a, the Pro think, one, Terry. Is that the one you're str struggling with? Or? Yeah, yeah, the, the okay. Pro one is, is still got a problem if you put it on like a proper size quad. I think the problem is we'd have a lot more options if GoPro didn't own and defend very heavily their patent on in-camera stabilization uh -huh. because it basically Drop says this. no one else can do stabilization in this one-pass situation. You have to take the file out. You have to cock about with it on Gyroflow or whatever. And uh, yeah. that's that's the major advantage GoPro has. But if anybody goes and, and brings out something similar, they will absolutely come after them because that's their, their bread and so butter. They will. Yes, everyone hates patents. They're bad. Yeah. They're just made for companies to trade with each other yeah. to stop anybody small coming up. Yep. Yeah. Well, like iPhone have to pay a patent for, for like real timing you know, stabilized. They'll probably footage. do the secret Masonic handshake, you know? <laughs> yeah, they literally they, they literally will swap, say, okay, we won't see you for that one if you if we can use this one of yours and you don't see us for that one. Mm. Yeah. Which is which is fine if you're big companies, but if you're someone else trying big to companies build with these stuff, patent war chests and they're like, we won't sue you for that if you don't sue us for this. And then we won't sue you for that in the next product if you don't sue us for that. Call it a partnership. <laughs> We've both got 15 guns pointed at each other's heads, but we promise not to pull the trigger, yo. <laughs> no worries. Um, unfortunately, that is all we have time for. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. And would you like to outro everyone, Stephen? Oh, but shouldn't we talk about, uh, you know, all of our lovely patrons and... Uh, Oh, that's patrons you are so yeah. lovely thank you so so we love you. You, you also next week we will have um uh menace rc uh if you want to be a patron of this show please go to patreon.com and look for let's drone out you can join us on a number of different levels you can even sponsor us to be an editor of the show you can go even further in your fiscal irresponsibility and we will dedicate a show to you, to you <laughs> and only you. We will talk about whatever you want. But that would be amazing right if someone does that. Going, please, please, please sign up on Patreon. Okay, who will we join by tonight, Stephen? We have been joined by everyone's favourite, Curry Kitten. Goodbye. One day he Our will man in Canada and media expert Cole Anderson see ya the inimitable oh. Jack I don't even know what that means but thank you people can't copy you you're too rare okay. and myself Stephen thank you our wonderful Patreons see you next week cheers thank you good night thanks guys bye telemetry lost